When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners of the Mad Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell. I am joined by Marie Mayhew, as always, here on the roundtable. Say hi, Marie. Hello, dear listeners. Wonderful. And we're joined by Flora from Blurry Photos. Hi, everybody. It's Flora How's it from going, Blurry man? Photos. <laughs> it's Flora from Blurry, Blurry Photos. It's going well. Uh, Blurry Photos. It's Blurry half, Photos for half listeners. Of it's half of a Dave. Yeah. No, it's half a full of Dave. the Daves. It's a full half Dave. of the Daves. Half of a pair. Half of the set. <laughs> it's, it's the pepper. No, actually, <laughs> you know what? It's it's probably more the salt. I am a salty as fuck. So, so sorry, sorry, I broke that. Um, <laughs> I broke the swear uh, seal. <laughs> you just went straight out. You know, went straight out with it. That's good. That's that was fucking ingenious I mean, of you to just sort of take the pressure off. We're like we're not even a minute in. We've already got one f bomb. There you bad. go. This is this is what I bring to the table. <laughs> nice. This is the kind of quality we are talking about, listeners. If you haven't listened to Blurry Photos, you, you have to listen to it. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Dave, give us a rundown of what you guys do on the show. Sure. Thank you. Uh, it is a podcast about the unexplained. The paranormal, cryptozoology, conspiracies, history, weird stuff in general. Um, my co-host Dave Stecco and I like to like to say we explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored, uh, and we we do it with a uh, an open but skeptical mind, and uh, we try to keep it light. Try to try to make sure things aren't too super serial on there. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, one of my favorite, both one of my favorite comedy podcasts and also one of mm-hmm. my favorite paranormal podcasts. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's an amazing show. No, no worries. We're, you know, we're, uh, we're constantly trying to get to your guys' level. So, it's pretty solid, <laughs> you know, to, to now have you here. And so now we're just not going to say anything. It's a coup. We'll put you straight up on the spot. It's a coup. <laughs> it's a coup. I was, you know, we were, we were told to be on our best behavior. And, uh, and be extra impressive, which we've already kind of fucked up. So we got that. <laughs> we're, we're not impressive at all. You know, not so impressive. So and, we um, were. Yeah. So okay, before we get into this episode, actually, I just wanted to relate a little story. We're in the process right now of trying to figure out if we want to work with some like, you know, like paranormal investigation groups and stuff. Sure. And one of the one of the things that we were worried about was, you know, we're kind of a more scientifically oriented show. Right. And so it was, you know, with do fart we, jokes. With, well, with fart jokes, that's fine, you know, but so, you know, we, we don't want to, like, lose our street cred for being smart, cool, cool people, you know, of by, course. like, you know, trying to find fake ghosts or whatever. And then yes. I was talking to Marie about it, and Marie goes, what's the worst that they're going to do, lose our credibility for us? Is, oh, my God. It's like, come on. We have cre- we're, we're, we're credible. We're, that's you know. true. We're, it, that's so we true. have credible. We have credible guys. Come yeah, on. We're... I think credibility is maybe it's kind of a stretch. It's not that it's not credible. It's just like 
I don't know, in the, in the spectrum of science and credibility. It's, we're not exactly NPR type of credible. <laughs> not, nobody Jeez. hears Charlie Rose exactly. But... NPR isn't NPR anymore. Who cares? That's well. That's yeah. true. That's I mean, true. seriously, I, I listened to a show from NPR the other day that was just like gossip, basically, uh, like seriously? gossip about celebrities. Yeah, it was great. Really? Well, I mean, okay, there's oh. little, there's like more to it than that too, but pretty much like yeah, pretty much like pop culture <laughs> stuff. But well, I do also listen to all kinds of other weird NPR stuff. So, you know, it's because they've got a show on everything now. But you know, yeah. to to oh man, to steer the the train like you can do with a train. Uh, you, you guys, we, we just had a, a discussion of this, uh, Dave and I just had a discussion of this ourselves. Like it, we, we've gotten to the point where we have come across, met, read, you know, uh, about, our, um, um, authors that have these really, let's say out there theories on things. Uh, we just went to the Milwaukee paranormal conference and talked to a very nice lady about um, raising our, our vibrations and having uh, beings on every planet that we just can't see because they're in a higher state of, of existence. And the world will one day um, get to that point where, where we'll all, you know, raise our, our vibrations, the frequency is going to go up, and we're all going to be uh, peace, love, and harmony, you know, because of Age of Aquarius. And that it's going to get worse before it gets better, you know. It and and it's just like, you're you're a very nice lady, and she was she ended it with saying, "I would love to come on your podcast sometime and talk to you about it." And we were like, "Oh, okay, we'll take your card." And 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 then Dave and I just afterwards we were like, "How do we, how how do we connect these?" Legos, you know, like we are a podcast that that very clearly 99% of the time are like, here's the rational explanation because common sense. And, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe 1% of the time we're like, well, there's there could be something to this. And it's just it's a hard needle to thread when you want to talk to to people about these things. But at the same time, you don't want to be an asshole to them because, you know, uh, good manners, right. right? But Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if harmonic convergence is going to happen, it's going to happen in Milwaukee. It's, that's the epicenter well, so of it. That? I mean, because brats yeah, I will, I'll give her that. Part, yeah, I'll it's like a tuning fork. Beer, beer and brats <laughs> are the keys to, to raising your vibration. <laughs> all that jelly that's, meat goodness. Yeah, that's what's done it for me all these years. Yeah, it's right. amazing. Truly amazing. I, I definitely have more vibrations on me because of it. <laughs> beer and yeah. Well, like, so, yeah, we had... Cheap beer. Cheap beer, not not the expensive stuff. No, no, no. No, no the cheap beer and the, the processed beast. meats. That's what does it. Yes. We, Milwaukee's beast. We had an interesting... We had an interesting... Uh, similar... Uh, kind of a similar thing happen where... We had someone, uh, we had someone reach out to us who wanted to talk about, um, like the reptilian agenda. Oh yes. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, we're all which one, man? We have to get a little bit more specific. <laughs> First than that. off, how do we know that he's not a reptile trying to trick us? Disinfo. <laughs> right, it's all disinfo. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, I mean, you wanna, you wanna talk about this stuff, but then at the same time, it's. We try really hard to give the listeners like the facts as we have come to find them out or understand them to be. Sure, yeah. 
And so mm-hmm. it's like just by, ha- you know, it's kind of that weird thing that the news always gets into too, where it's like, if you have someone on to discredit uh, a theory or an idea, but you know that what they're discrediting is true, right? So like, you know, you have someone who's, who's coming on the air to talk about how global warming isn't happening or something. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, that is, is it all right to have that, you know? Like in yeah. the sake of in the sake of like philosophical argument or whatever, it's fine, I suppose. But at a certain level, by even giving them that that, that soapbox that to stand yeah. on, exactly, right. yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of validate validate what they're saying. That being said, um, if you want me to come out and talk about the reptilian agenda at your conference or news channel, <laughs> dude, uh, <laughs> we've got you know. we've got so much content for that. Oh, We're it's ridiculous. It. I have like five PowerPoints. Five All ready to go on the reptilian agenda. Welcome to the Mad Scientist Podcast Halloween Special with Blurry Photos. All right, let's get into this actual episode's contents here. <laughs> We're thinking, so it's Halloween time. We're thinking we're going to go through our top fears. I was thinking the top 10 list of our greatest fears. I was thinking it'd be cool to kind of go like around, you know, to like, whatever. Dave, since you're, you know, the guest here, you can go first. Then Marie, then I'll go. Although it sounds like Marie's fear is an all-encompassing one. That is, I mean, don't, I don't you know. worry. I can get ten things out of this that you believe me. Once you hear what the fear is, <laughs> you guys will be like, "There's no reason that we shouldn't be talking about this." Is everyone's fear? We were okay. We came up like I came up with the idea for this episode. Or actually, technically, Katie came up with the idea for this episode and was like, "Oh, you should do an episode on this for Halloween." And so then we, you know, we we reached out to you guys, and but the whole time Marie was like, "Oh, I got one." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I was like, Sorry. I was like, Marie, we need your top 10 biggest fears. And she's like, oh, it's fine. We, we're good. It's all right. I, I don't need it. I've got a horse sized duck. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, Dave, give all us right. a fear. So, um, like Marie, I, I didn't come up with 10 total, but I've got like seven or eight. Um, just cause man i'm i'm such a i'm such a manly man and and i'm i'm not scared of anything you guys <laughs> just sure uh, i understand i can i can laugh face in the all. face there are a couple things that um uh that that i worry about and i don't know how much you you guys want to go into it like the the breakdown between like you know what is what is fear what is scary what is creepy what is you know like how how that relates i guess we can do that as we go along but like um there are there are things that i'm afraid of that i'm sure you know are um the same thing that we're all afraid of like um just losing loved ones you know like having uh having someone close being taken away from you uh sure just you know of course we're all probably uh scared of that um things like and and do you want me to go down like all of them or do you want to go back and forth or how do you how should we do this you know what let's just do all of them but i mean we're already like i'm ready to cry 
know, right. dude. No, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, no, let's go. Just go, yeah, go ahead. Give us so, so give us give us your list. Give us your list of fears. Let's hear Okay, them. okay. And I don't know that these are necessarily in order, but I'll try to I'll try to put the heavier hitters uh, towards the end. Um one thing that I that that really uh, makes me angry, like angry uh, a feared are thugs. Just just straight up bad <laughs> people like Sucks. muggers uh people who want to just steal you know like the vultures that come in uh, and loot when there's like you know fires raging across the landscape sure yes just like god it, it makes me so mad and and so afraid that you know I, i'm gonna because i think what i'm afraid of is that uh somebody's gonna stop me on the street and if it's one person which probably never happens anymore, but if it's one person, I'm afraid I'd be that stupid idiot who would be like, yeah, here's my wallet. Wha-pow, wha-pow, wha-bam, right in the throat. Right. You know, and then I get shot. And Right. Because uh, <laughs> you were, cause you were right striking out angrily at the air in front of him? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like 10 feet away pointing a gun at me. <laughs> and I'm not the Flash. <laughs> So like you can't hit what you can't see. <laughs> you throw down a smoke pellet. <laughs> right. But it's one of those you have to light and so it like takes forever. It's just laying there on the right. ground. You're like, right. you're like yeah, hold on, me... I'm, my zippo's here. Wait, hold on. Can you just hold the here, hold this? Yeah. <laughs> let me get my let me get my wallet. Oh, do, yeah. do you smell smoke? This. Yeah. What is, what is that? I have a really oh, elaborate boy. security system on my wallet. Just wait. <laughs> um, so, you know, but, but the more likely scenario, I think, would probably be that there's a gang of, of muggers or attackers or thugs that, that come around and, uh, and, and basically, it, because this happens that in, in Chicago, like, all the time we hear on the news, like, there's a roving gang of, of muggers that have been just kind of, um, it, it's like a flash mob mug. You know, they, they oh, all okay. converge oh, like, on, on one or two people and beat the shit out of them, take everything, and then they're gone. And, like, that just, I I, I, I'm just like, man, that, it, it just, it, it, ah, it's, it's cowardly and stupid and, and pointless. And anyways, I, so that's sure. probably, that's probably on the lower end since it also makes me so mad, but, um, what you know what's interesting? Got? So before before we move on from that one, so sure. I actually had an experience like that when I was in high school. I um, it wasn't it wasn't I didn't get mugged or anything, but I was on. We used to take my high school was like the high school for nerds in New York, right? Like they they took all the nerdy kids and they stuck them into one school in Staten Island, <laughs> and like gave us a subscription to like AutoCAD, and they're like, "Go design sprockets, you stupid nerds!" And like that's what we did, right? And so. And like we did, we we designed sprockets a lot. That How was, like, was your that was, was my, your football team that good? Our football, okay. Our football, the so fighting our school, sprockets. Our school for the point of having, um, for the for the part, the specifically to have, because our school wasn't big enough to have its own sports team, so they just put us together with another school oh in like gosh. the hardened part of Staten Island for our sports team. Wow. And so it was like our sports team, like the water boy would be from our school. <laughs> and like the football players would be from this other school where the kids were ginormous, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, like, and like I never, I don't even know. I never, I don't even know if we played football games. I never went to one. Like maybe we did. I don't know. Good chance that you didn't. 
Just gonna throw it out there. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyways, so <laughs> our but our where our school was located is in a part of New York where there's like a really bad high school. Or like bad statistically, I guess. Like I knew a lot of friends that went there that were like, Oh, it's totally safe. But like the kind of school that to go in in the mornings, you went through a, uh, a metal detector every day yeah. because kids had guns. The cops would, like, patrol the neighborhood with, like, full riot gear and shit Ugh. just in case some kid went wild. And so our train station, it was like all the nerdy kids would hang out on our end and then all the kids from the other school would hang out on their end. And it started happening where these, like, a, a bunch of kids, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, five or six kids from... That other school would come over to our end and like just try to start shit with people, <laughs> and so one day I, I like I had enough of it and I was like, you know, I was like, why do you even come down here? Like, what's your fucking problem? Oh, and God, this does not end well. This kid like this kid uh, faked like he pretended like I had uh, tripped him or something. Oh right. And so then he got in my face and then his friend started getting in my face too after I was arguing back and forth, and his friend had these like really pretty blue eyes. I'm masculine oh. enough to say this man had beautiful blue eyes, and sure. I called him. I called him blue eyes. Oh god! I was like, I was like, what are you gonna do with? What are you gonna do to me, uh, pretty blue eyes? And he oh, he he didn't like that one bit. So then, like, one of their friends got behind me and like pinned my arms, and the one kid was like, I think the kid just like slapped me or something. Then I kicked him. I kicked him in the gut, and it just ended up being this like. A fight, basically, where it was, like, me versus these four to five other kids. Right. And no one really got hurt. It got, like, once these kids realized someone was going to... Because, like, the reason they were coming down from their end was because they were clearly getting harassed and shit on... Sure. ...by the actual tough guys at their school, right? And, uh, but still, like, from that day forward, going to the train, I was, like, I was petrified. Because... Oh. The next... And that's that's your mom's number one fear right there. So you just gave it to her. That's great. She's now listening to this. Uh, we're sorry, Dora. We didn't mean to go down this path. Oh, She's like, my, no. what? My mom's greatest fear Chris? is that I'm going to get, like, cancer or something from something that she didn't feed me. <laughs> like, I'm going to get I'm gonna get lack of ravioliitis and I'll die. That's a real you know thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's my that's mom's greatest thing. fear. Anyways, so I, I understand that fear for sure. Um, yeah. you know, it's cause it's, yeah. but anyways, okay. So, so, uh, let's say, let's say what group violence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Random like, violence. And, and mobs. Just violence. Mobs, Just violence. mobs and violence mobs. generally. Yeah. They're yeah. scary. Sure. Yes. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, I, I, I like, seriously, I, I hate to, to be such a little whingy bitch about this, but like. I did have a, a hard time thinking of things that actually, like, I sit around and, and I'm scared of. But, like, um, again, something nobody wants to have happen is the house burns down. You know, just a uh, house, house fire. Or that's fire on my that's, list, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, good. Especially with the, the fires <laughs> out here that we just had yeah. in Northern California. I mean, I know I work with people that lost their home. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and, and sucks. sort of the amount of terror, like, basically... Um, this one doctor I work with, he, he got a call and he literally like, you know, picked up thinking it was the service and it was his, one of his friends or something just calling to check to see if they're, you know, has he, and he was like, no, it's really far away. And he's like, but I do smell smoke. Let me look outside. And they, he goes to the window, he looks out and they're in the process of evacuating. So basically he, they took whatever they got, got the pets and just got out. And it's like, I think that that's, yeah, that is 
just horrific. And like you probably don't even, you're on such adrenaline that you probably don't even recognize what's going on until Yeah, much or how later. bad. Yeah. Oh. I hate that. I hear it. Oh. Um, oh. So let's see. Um, how about like an infestation of something? Like, uh, like, nice, like you know, nice. rats or, or uh, uh, just crap that, that gets in the walls or, like, some kind of biting insect or bug or, like, you know, just stuff like that that is uh, maybe you're not even, um, maybe it's coming from, like, a different apartment or, you know, you picked up something off the, the public transportation and you don't even know about it and all of a sudden it's out of control. Like, that, that I'm just, like... God, please don't let me have to deal with that. <laughs> have you ever heard of... So this is, again, Dave, we're having like a lot of the same stuff on our list here, which okay. is good, I Makes guess. Makes me feel better. <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. There's a... So there's actually a subreddit I go on all the time, which is called um, Tryptophobia, which is like the fear of small things in groupings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's kind of like... Yeah. I, and, and the way I used to... so. One thing that we're going to get into when I get into my fears is I've always had really vivid nightmares like throughout my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, probably from being fat my entire life. <laughs> you know, like my brain's not getting enough air because the donut is stuck on my neck. Right? <laughs> but so, um, so, you know, the Big Mac just weighs the fucking air pipe down. But anyways, <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> so, the... Uh, if we all end up so, in I've got a new fear now. This, I know. <laughs> yeah. if, we all, if we all end up in therapy after this, Chris, you know, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna be my fine. Bad. We got listeners who are therapists. We'll be fine. Anyways, so the uh, one of my dreams used to be like, I would, uh, I would wake up like in, or I would, I would almost be drowning, but it'd be like not in a pool of liquid. It'd be like a pool of jelly beans. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a thing of sand. Sure. Right. <laughs> like things that are small but big enough to be picked out individually. (laughs) And like now, whenever I see like, if I see like a thing of like a thing of ants or like a beehive shape or what, Oh, it gives me chills. Huh? Yeah. It freaks me the fuck out. Were you, were you not a fan of ducktails because Scrooge McDuck used Um, to swim in that big vault? (laughs) So, so I like, that's the thing. I don't know why there's like, there's like a level of it. I can go in ball pits and stuff. That doesn't bother me. Gold coins for some reason doesn't freak me out, but if it's like <laughs> because gold, if it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm rich. It's it's so specific. Like that's the thing. Trying to describe it to people, it's like I'm afraid of a very, I'm a, I'm afraid of things, at the macro scale in the size range between like billiard balls down yeah. to like to like grains of sand. Right, any large nice. grouping in there good. freaks okay, me good out. Okay, spectrum. You've got the spectrum worked out, right? Right. Sort of the, all right, here this is where it is. So, that egg the pit. fear spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, cool. Wow. Okay, so, well, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um. You may, you're making my skin crawl already, dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mobs and sand pits. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Let's see. So the next one, I think I'm gonna uh, kind of bundle bundle the next couple together. Uh, this is probably my number one. I think it is um, an out of control 
militarized police. And this I'm going to oh. bundle together with like um, an authoritative uh, government uh, or maybe, you know, like uh, a crazy oligarchy or just the rich. Fuck, fuck them in general. And and then so wait 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 wait, wait. so far this, this is a very timely fear I think that so this is far wait, be wait, 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 easily so, identifiable for a lot so of people so far so far Dave you've basically said you're afraid of criminals the police the rich I'm I, so, yeah I'm are you afraid of us I I don't leave the house <laughs> I'm just afraid of fucking everyone man well so. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's kind of, that's kind of true for me. That's kind of true for me. So, yeah, okay. So, okay. So, uh, the the government, the rich, they do not have our best interests at heart. I'll, I will go on any record saying that. And fuck them. Fuck them all. Yeah. Uh, they and they, if they don't, if you, if they don't like what you are doing, if you don't like what they're doing, and they don't like that you don't like that, hey. They've got mercenaries. They've they've got um, freaking Blackwater. They've got uh, um, mm-hmm. a, a newly militarized police that they keep throwing, you know, um, uh, ge- uh, armor, gear, uh, even fucking tanks in some yeah. cases. But and no negotiation, hostage training. No, exactly. You know, no, yeah. yeah. So like, it's getting to that point in these where you see, you know, you've seen these dystopian movies and and. Um, these post, uh, well, I guess I, I wouldn't say post-apocalyptic, but in some cases, um, uh, in the books and stuff where, you know, if, if those who have the power want to just bust in your door and destroy you and your life and your loved ones, they mm-hmm. can do it. And mm-hmm. I, I really feel like we're closer than, we're closer to that than people realize. Oh, Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that like somebody just busting in the door one day out of nowhere, uh, just because maybe they don't like that I've said fuck the rich, and then all of a sudden it's like oh well look here this uh, um, this guy had like child porn everywhere and this guy sold stuff to the Russians and and you know uh, th- and so we we got him everybody good job mission accomplished we got him and you know nobody will know the difference because they control the media too so they'll just spread you know whatever rumors they want but we could be just sitting in homes one day god i sound like a paranoid uh kook living out in the woods no well uh, a skosh but the erosion (laughs) the erosion of your civil rights just Mm -hmm. you know and how it starts very very subtly and very slowly i think is what is very chilling in a lot of ways too and how it's almost you know, there are textbook sort of, you know, plays that come out of any kind of authoritative regime, right? You know, they start vilifying the press. Right. They start um, dissociating themselves with other countries. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, it, I think what's hard about that is um, it is so, it is terrifying. And it's terrifying, too, because you, I know a lot of people... You know, I, I think really quickly, I got really worked up about um, when Snowden came out with the uh, with PRISM, right? With the uh-huh. whole NSA, uh, you know, looking at, you know, basically having access into all of our information. And a lot of people I know didn't really think it was a big deal because they were like, well, I don't have anything to hide. So what's the big deal? Sure. I don't have anything to hide. And I'm like, 
that right there is the big like the fact that you that's not the point yeah the point is that you're american and you have these rights and even though you don't have something to hide that doesn't mean that you still couldn't be vilified Right, so and, I, that, and I that think people shouldn't be looking in on your private life just because they want Exactly, to. and I think that sort of, not exactly apathy, but that sort of, like, soil that these seeds can get planted in is what really is, to me, uh, like, very frightening, too. You, you know what's funny is actually, I, I would say that that is definitely, like, yeah, that's definitely... A totally valid fear I would say today like we were we were just saying right I mean it's but the thing is too that I, I find two things really interesting with it um, first off I'm just gonna say for me personally it's actually the opposite of that that I find really scary which is not to say that I don't find the encroachment on civil liberties and things um, scary and the encroachment on privacy and the encroachment on you know the ability of, of you to be set up at any point or whatever mm -hmm. all of that I do find very scary but I almost I almost find the reaction to that in the sense of like militia groups and prepping and stuff like that that I almost find scarier because it's it's like putting it's putting people into a mentality where like there are people hoping for the end of the world sure right now yeah, yeah. that it's exists like this, yeah it's a siege mentality right they're exactly they're just ready for it yeah right but not not only ready but like um like accepting of it or hopeful right mm -hmm. i mean there's religious reasons to be hopeful potentially for the end of the world there's uh political ideological reasons to be excited and it's kind of and the thing that's fun the other point that i was going to make about that is i find it very interesting that that fear that we're all expressing of the government encroaching on us and taking away liberties and you know right this idea of, of government is overpowerful is the fear that has been used by both sides in america to such great extent in the last 50 to 60 years mm -hmm. right sure. oh, yeah. it's the fear of you know either the democrats are going to become super socialist and bernie's going to take all of our I don't know. A lot of those arguments, Take our guns. Come, like a lot of those are well. Besides guns, a lot of those arguments always seem to use cows, and it's like I don't what? even know anyone that owns a fucking cow. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure they well, do. Yeah. I've seen cows out there, but Bernie you know, Sanders anyway. is going to take your cows. He's going to take <laughs> well, your livestock. Like, I think you know, it's like that, it's uh, like the, distri the distribution of wealth. That stupid uh, meme, right. that grandma forward that always goes around, right? Uh, um, right? But then on the other side, where kind of I think the three of us are more coming from is the fear of like a police state. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. The fear of a state of a you know a moralistic ideal of like we need to protect people by looking at all the stuff you do at home you know mm -hmm. um it's i mean yeah it's a co it's a super common fear for i think all peoples and it's one that you know yeah we uh i it's mean we should fucking do something about it's ex extremely easily exploitable but it's also mm -hmm. i think it's that fear too that like you know i wish we had the rights to play the star spangled banner behind us now when we say this but it's one of the fears that helped found this great country of ours. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. So, okay. I, I hear you on that one for yeah. sure, man. Yeah. That's Ugh. scary. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be my, my number one. Just, uh, letting, letting a police state take over. It's just barf, barf. Mm, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll do a, um, like honorable mention 
to stuff that startles me. I'm not afraid of it per se, but like <laughs> <laughs> small loud quick, noises. Yeah, loud uh. noises. Small quick things. Like I'm not scared of spiders <laughs> or snakes, but but if I look down and see mm. one be like I'm like, ah, damn. Yeah. Oh, it's a spider. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're cool then. <laughs> oh no. A spider. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. it's a spider. I, I saw it quickly and I don't it's faster than I am. Uh also, uh yeah, uh Whew. shout out to uh, don't donut on my windpipe. That's that's gotta be a, <laughs> a good Oh one. man, don't scary on my one. Windpipe. <laughs> oh. So Marie Yes. Let's hear big your fear. big fear that you haven't told me about the big, for like the big fear for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, ever since you brought it up, well, I'm glad to hear, but Dave, you know, it doesn't have too much of a fear of like snakes or spiders or anything like that, because that shit, yeah, that that shit's gonna change after this fear. I was gonna tell you that the pa- <laughs> the well uh, the thank you package we're sending you guys would not have landed very well had that been the case. No, no, no. But after this, you know, so my big fear is the sixth largest country in the world. It's two and a half million square miles. It's Australia. Let me tell you why I'm scared of Australia. Your biggest fear is Australia? Yeah. Motherfucking Australia. Let me tell you why. (laughs) You should be scared of Australia. First of all, you don't even need me. You could stop this recording right. Don't, but you could just stop right now and just Google why Australia wants to kill you and see what comes up because there's no shortage of websites. There are, and I, I'm serious about this. Like, we started to think about like, oh, you know, what would be really fun is if we could go see the Great Barrier Reef and we could snorkel and it seems like a really good place for tourism. Ba 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 ba. There's over 520 different species of spiders in Australia, okay? <laughs> there is saltwater crocodiles that are over 20 pounds, or sorry, no, over no over over 20 feet long, over 4,000, I know, 20 pounds. That's, well, that's, that's, that's just, that's, that's just whenever it's a toddler. Saltwater toddlers. That's over 4,000 pounds and 20 feet long, all right? So it, just pretend like, let's just, just break it down geographically so you've got you've got the water so you want to go you want to snorkel that sounds great uh there's like three of the most vicious sharks the bull shark the tiger shark and oh yeah the great white shark are prevalent on in australia's water if you just want to maybe just kind of walk around you know just wade you don't want to get too far out there uh be sure that you don't step on a cone snail which has (laughs) a regular tooth that launches like a harpoon and has a neurotoxin. Uh, let's see, what else do I got here? Ah, let me just go to page four of what can drop kill bears. You. <laughs> I know. Well, I was like, shit, drop bears. I'm like, okay, phew. But so I'm going to get to them. But okay, then there's the stonefish, which is just like a flat looking fish that is just, just sort of lays still. It looks exactly like a rock, it's covered with needle like spines that can puncture the skin and again can kill you because you know neurotoxin and that uh, one and that one actually kills you pretty i think both of those kill you pretty quickly they kill you pretty quickly and Which is so scary. the blue ringed octopus species the only species fatal to human thank you hmm. australia you don't feel it bite you but you will die within a few minutes 
the, the box jellyfish, which is, again, just, just swimming around, just floating around, just out there, kills you. Uh, and then there's a Where? tiny, itsy-bitsy, it's called the Urangi jellyfish. It's no bigger than a fingernail. Mm. Toxic. They swim in swarms. Get... Toxic. We're going to get letters from listeners in Australia being like, but... I survived. Yeah. But if you have lived in, I mean, listen, I, cause like the thing is too, like I've, yeah, I've heard, I, you know, there's all these things online where it's like Australia is terrifying and everything. And it is legitimately terrifying. If you are surviving on Australia right now and you've made it to the age where you're listening to this podcast, you're just tougher than I am. You are much tougher. Than you're much tougher than I am. That's just amazing. Okay. So, you know, just, yeah. So like saltwater crocodile, again, it's a, you know, they, they, they lay in wait, they ambush Oh, they yeah. grab you Crocodile and then they go into Dundee. yeah and death roll that's they go into a death that's roll that's scary too yes. Crocodile Dundee right? is scary fuck yeah so okay that's just that the guy? water that's just the water so you're like okay you know what I'm just I'm not going to go in the water because there's so many deadly things in the water well you're still pretty fucked I mean like there's 21 out of the 25 world's most deadly snakes doesn't Australia too have oh they have like Thunderbird sightings right so hold up Hold up, my friend. <laughs> just, We're getting to the skies. Just, just <laughs> right, right. So far, we've so far we said you can't be on water, you can't be on land. Just, just the only refuge on. is the sky. No, 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 no. Um, so giant centipedes, about six, you know, about six and a half inches long. Venomous. Did you guys see that uh, picture, that article going around of the giant centipede eating the snake? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know where that was from? <gasps> Australia. Australia. Okay. The eastern ground snake, second most venomous in the world. And then there's the cassowary bird. Which oh, yeah. Is the Those one things you're are assholes. Oh. It's a flightless bird, so it's not going to fly. It's going to be six feet tall, very colorful. They can jump up to five feet. They can run 30 miles an hour, and they can swim. And if you, piss, <laughs> if you, look, at, if you look at them funny, Sick if you look no. at them funny, they've got that, like, uh, the... The raptor-like claw that can basically, they just kind of punch you and take you out. Well, I, I believe that they actually evolved from them and the other, like, giant, uh, like, emus and ostriches mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. Evolved from, like, bipedal dinosaurs like a lot, like raptors. Yeah. yeah. And actually that claw, they can eviscerate you with it. Yeah. It's literally like that scene in Jurassic Park in the beginning where he's like, hey, kid. You, you want to get? You want to pee your pants? And then he like he claws the thing across his belly, yes. and he's like, and then your guts spill out. Yeah. All right, go back to your mom. We'll see you later. Ha ha ha! Terrifying. Yeah, except that's that's walking. That's walking around in Australia, just looking, just looking no, for a fight. Now. Just looking for a fight to pick, right? <laughs> uh, there's pythons and snakes everywhere, pretty much. There's the funnel web spider, which again is like highly toxic, will kill you. Uh, I feel like I can say that pretty much for any of these things. Um, and that is pretty much you know, like sea or land. You've got that. Oh, you have the gimpy gimpy plant, which is a real thing, which looks, which is, which is just this. <laughs> which is a real thing. Which is a real thing, which I didn't, because I was like, well, you know, so you got all these animals, but like, you know, plants that could kill you. They have plants <laughs> that like, just don't look like anything. Just look like a normal bush. You touch it, shooting pain, you know, dementia. Uh, hallucinations. Dementia? Yeah, yeah. Well, not dementia, but I mean, you will get... <laughs> okay, I was going to say, something dementia close. is like, <laughs> dementia is like a persistent, like it caught, like... Oh. You get tax fraud. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you it get takes audited. a long time. 
time to be, to be diagnosed as dementia. Like, what? <laughs> All right, so maybe I was getting a little... Somebody backs low. into your car. <laughs> no, he just he just sideswipes it with a shopping cart. That's all. Um, yeah. And then there's also the flying foxes, which are more unlikely to kill you, but host two life-threatening viruses. So you know you've got all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just feel like Australia is just fucking. It's just crazy. And so I don't know if it's you know on the sciencey angle. I don't know if it's like what is it about Australia that has all this venomous shit in one place well, yeah that's actually that, a really interesting question or is it is it just because it's just better known and this stuff exists everywhere i don't i don't know i don't think so i think it actually probably has more to do like again mm-hmm. i am not a biologist mm-hmm. um so yeah but and i don't think i mean none of, none of us here have a specialty in evolutionary biology do we <laughs> i mean like, i'm not uh, you know not that i what? i was a credit away I was gonna say I don't want to. I don't want to speak for Dave here, but uh, I don't think any of us are evolutionary biologists. But yeah, like I'm, I would hazard a guess to say that it's actually you're like because Australia gets a bad rap because we expect it to be America with a boomerang. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we expect America to be like kind of tanned with a funny accent and mm-hmm. a Dundee hat. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know his name is Cro- is is Crocodile's his first name and Dundee's his second name by the way. Yes, that's why that was the movie. Yes. The long Okay. Oh oh no yeah. Oh, it's, that's so obvious, Chris. When I was a kid, I thought Crocodile I thought I thought, a, I thought being was. a Dundee I'm to be an asshole. I thought it kind of I thought, <laughs> I thought Dundee was like a title. Oh. Oh yeah. So like you like could be a Barrister? Dundee and, like yeah, Captain exactly. Crocodile. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. So I thought he was like the Crocodile Dundee. Not that his oh. name was Crocodile oh. Dundee. His profession was Dundeeing. Exactly. He's Dundee, <laughs> whatever that is. I was a stupid, stupid kid. <laughs> Anyways, the so, so okay. So I would say I would say it's probably has something to do with it being tropical. Is it? But um, this, is it? I would say yeah. I would think so because there's all kinds when, of when when things are so like generally when things are uh, colder. You don't want to expend as much energy hunting. You mostly lie in wait and like hibernate and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I would. That's what I would hazard to say. I would also say that because of the heat and the abundance of uh, of flora. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Come on, g- come on, Marie. You got to give me that. That was good. <laughs> the abundance of flora. It is. It is a very flora abundant. Ninety-one percent. Is covered with uh, is covered. Oh, Phenomenal. Is co- yeah. Phenomenal. It is very okay. So. Marie, Dave's last name is Flora. Oh, well, that's funny too. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm still horrified. <laughs> I'm still living in fear of... Marie's the... looking at papers like, these fucking snakes and spiders and shit, dude. Seriously, so, like what? Like, okay, like, no, add so... another fear that someone doesn't get one of my jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not landing right. So, the... Uh, Okay, so I would say as well, it's a hotter climate, so there's more abundance of uh, available food, 
And so there's more competition for life's life, uh, life spring. I wanted to say there's more, there's more competition for, um, for animals. And so the ones that are the most specialized and therefore the ones that have the most extreme, you know, but variations, I would say, are probably the thing most is extreme. Like, that's the thing. There's not like a single thing out there, but it seems like it, seems, it feels like the majority of the animals, the birds, you know, the, the fish, <laughs> the insects, they're all venomous motherfuckers. I mean, all you know, of though, them like, are. But I, and none of them's just like, oh, say... you get a little rash or, oh, you know, what doesn't have any interest in fucking with you. No, they all are. Well, I would say, I would say the thing is too, that like, it's, uh, like, I would say that's probably true of, like, the mm-hmm. Philippines, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, Java and oh. Guam. Like, all those islands, I bet, are just, like, exactly Death the traps. same as Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I bet oh, New gosh. Zealand is just as dangerous. New Zealand, you know I mean? New Zealand is beautiful. It, <laughs> yeah. It's not, well, actually. It's, it's not as bad not. as Australia, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Like, well, then that's why it, is it that we read about that? Like, that's what I thought, too. And, and... I don't see nearly like, oh, New Zealand's out to kill you. No, it's always Australia. Australia's got bad PR people. It's got some, yeah, <laughs> or something. So there's, there's a, just a couple other, like two other points that, uh, you know, so it's like, okay, so you have all this venomous stuff, but I think, you know, it, it doesn't have to be venomous. I think the thing that really scares me the most is there was this, in July of this year, there was this video that went viral. It was picked up by news, news, um, news organizations of this couple who were just barbecuing in, you know, some Australian suburb and they're, you know, in the barbie and they're, they're looking through their screen door because it's just, you know, the barbecue's right on the porch. And in the screen door, in like one of the sliding doors... Is a shadow top... person. <laughs> oh, I, would, I would fucking take the shadow person at this point. Is at least a three foot by three foot spider. It's a three foot by three foot huntsman spider. Now, a huntsman spider is not, I'm sure it's toxic too, but it's not aggressively so. It's just that fucking big. And so they they get out their phones and they're filming it. And if you, you know, go online and Google Huntsman Spider Traps Couple, it'll come up. <laughs> and th- it's so hysterical because the video is of them is just kind of them watching it. And it's getting pissed off because they're trying to shoo it away. So it's coming closer and closer and down down the screen. And it's it's so big. It's like... They hold up their cat, which, Chris, looks a lot like Chippy. <laughs> I will just say. No! Yeah, they hold up their cat so their cat can see it. It's as big as their cat. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to feed it the cat? The cat's yeah. looking at me like, I'm not doing anything with that. Go, fuck you, you know? Like, And then they were just talking about it, and they were like, oh, yes, we, you know, it was so big, we named it Aragog. After I guess after the uh, you know whatever and I'm like, and I'm like here's the thing you don't fucking give it a nickname you burn the house down like you just walk outside and you just burn the house down. They couldn't get outside. Well, that's it. Like, you know what? We're all going up then. Like, so we just can't let this thing go out. And they're like, do you think it lives in the garden? And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, that's insane. Like, it was so big that I don't think you. you could, it's not something like you could just hit it with a flip flop and kill it. Like, it would have. It has mass. Yeah, you need right, like you a need crossbow. Like a, you, yeah, yeah, a sword or, or something a, good. Or, yeah, or a shotgun or something. And again, nothing good's going to come out of that, right? Uh, my only other fear, well, not my only other fear with Australia, but I would say one kind of a more interesting fear, but it's still kind of really spooky and scary, is more of a human fear. And I don't know if Chris or Dave, Dave Flora, uh, if you've ever heard of it, it's called the, 
the Banjawan incident in 1993. Mm. Uh, there is reports of a Japanese doomsday cult, uh, the Om Shiriko, actually detonating a warhead. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. In Australia, yeah. they actually detonated a warhead, they think. They, it was like May 1993. Um, there was sort of reports in the outback of like all this seismic activity and they didn't know what it was. it was. You said it was Om Shinrikyo? Yes. That cult? Yes. Right, yeah, it's there. They're, they're completely... Yes. There's a really great last podcast on the left episode on that. Oh, really? Um, they're terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if you're going to you're going to detonate a warhead, got you're up there, you know. Yeah, they were like they were like straight up supervillains. They like they're responsible for the worst biochemical attack in history, yeah. I believe. In Tokyo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, terrifying. So where did they set it off in Australia? So they set it off in um, basically in the outback. They bought a sheep farm. And, you know, and they they so they yeah, they bought this sheep farm. And then they just began to uh, bring in um, different supplies and they were like stocking up and nobody really knew anything about it. They were basically building a laboratory <laughs> and then it, all of a sudden, you know, there was a huge disturbance that like was ground shaking and they didn't, they, nobody knew exactly what it was until they started to dig into it and look into it more. And like, basically they were finding out that, that uh, they had been trying to buy nukes from Russia and they think it could have been that that it actually could have been a, a detonation. But oh, uh, because man. because Australia is so damn big and everything else is trying to kill you actively, <laughs> you kind of take your eyes off of the ball of like, hey, how about a, how about a doomsday cult? Doomsday cult wow. on the desert on a sheep farm. Yeah, they're there, too. So there you go. I think that there's to me, that's plenty to be scared of. It's a pretty good one. Sure. It's pretty good. Australia. Australia's a good fear. Australia. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, it, it, it's my turn, I guess. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Which is rough. All right. So, like you guys said, a lot of my fears fit into, like, a single kind of category, I suppose. But my category is sort of like a, a just a general loss of control over things that happen to you. Right? Mm-hmm. And then also a case, and also, like, the idea that you could make a mistake that is permanent and can never be undone. That, like, I know that's kind of, like, meta. That mm-hmm. scares the shit out of me, right? So I'm going to give some examples here. When I was a kid, and even to this day, I have extremely vivid nightmares. And one repeating nightmare I always have is I'm just, like, doing something normal. And I see a UFO. And once you see the UFO, it's like something I know that once you see it, it means that they're going to come and try to get you. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. Mm-hmm. And so the whole dream is like me dreading that this UFO is going to come and get me. That's the whole dream. Hmm. And like, I've never seen a UFO in real life. Um, maybe I've seen some like weird lights or whatever, but you know, who the hell knows what they were, but that has always been a terrifying thing for me is the idea of like, you see something that then you can't unsee and whatever it was that you looked at knows you saw it. It has to come and and, like get you. Yeah. It has to like remove that memory from your brain somehow. Are you watching, are you watching stranger things too, by the way? 
I am going to, mm. Marie. No spoilers. Not I'm, a, I'm in the middle of it. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You might want to take a Xanax before watching that one. Okay. All right. That sounds good. So another aspect of that actually has to do with my job, mm. which is uh, chemistry, right? Like mm -hmm. chemical engineering. And so one of my biggest fears, actually, because my third one is like pretty stupid. I actually do have a list of 10 things, but since they all kind of fit together and one of my biggest fears is unprepared uh, podcast guests and co-hosts. <laughs> um, I'm just not going to get into it, but so, no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. You guys, come on. It's been phenomenal. So I just kidding. I love you guys. So, uh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read to you the story of Karen Wetterhan. And this is from this is from Wikipedia, but this is her story, and it's it's terrifying. Okay. On August 14th, 1996, Wetterhan, a specialist in toxic metals, was studying the way mercury ions interact with DNA repair proteins, and she was investigating the toxic properties of another highly toxic heavy metal, cadmium. She was using it as a reference standard. This is the uh, dimethylmercury compound that she was working with. She was using dimethylmercury as a reference standard for mercury nuclear magnetic resonance measurements, which is basically like a way to do chemical analysis where you can like you basically um, you can tell how a thing is bonded by the way that it's uh, it's neutron or it's it's yeah, basically how its nucleus will respond to um, magnetic waves pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it'll spin or it'll show a different kind of vibration than it normally would if it's unbonded versus in what oxidation state, whatever. doesn't matter. Wetterhan would recall that she had spilled one or two drops of dimethylmercury from the tip of a pipette onto her latex gloved hand, mm -hmm. not believing herself in any immediate danger as she was taking all recommended precautions. She proceeded to clean up the area prior to removing her protective clothing. However, tests later revealed that dimethylmercury can, in fact, rapidly permeate different kinds of latex gloves and enter the skin within about 15 seconds. Ooh. The exposure was later confirmed by hair testing, which showed a dramatic jump in mercury levels 17 days after the initial accident, peaking at 39 days, followed by a gradual decline. Approximately three months after the initial incident, Wetterhan began suffering brief episodes of abdominal discomfort and noted a significant weight loss. More distinctive neurological symptoms of mercury poisoning, including loss of balance and slurred speech, appeared in January 1997, five months after the accident. At this point, tests proved that she was suffering from debilitating mercury intoxication. Her urinary mercury content had risen to 234 micrograms per liter. Its normal range is from 1 to 5, and the toxic level is greater than 50 micrograms per liter. Tough. Despite aggressive therapy, her condition rapidly deteriorated. Three weeks after the first neurological symptoms appeared, Wetterhan lapsed into what appeared to be a vegetative state punctuated by periods of extreme agitation. Wetterhan was removed from life support and died on June 8th, 1997, less than a year after her initial exposure. Dude. So this chemical dimethylmercury is considered one of the most dangerous in the world. It can make its way through gloves, through lab coats, through anything. It, it's very easy to get into the body. And the thing is that what it does is it actually makes its way through the blood-brain barrier. Um, it's one of the few chemicals that actually can do that. Now, this part's actually interesting, too. There had been previous documented cases of death due to dimethylmercury poisoning, 
1865, two English lab assistants died several weeks after helping to synthesize dimethylmercury for the first time. In 1972, a 28-year-old chemist in Czechoslovakia had suffered the same symptoms as Wetterhahn after synthesizing six kilograms of the compound. So this stuff, enough of it to just like get a smell that it's even out out of its jar, is enough to kill you. Yeesh. It's so why are, terrifying. Why, why are, can I just ask why are you messing with it then? Like why are they so, why are they so, going why are they finding it? Why is like like so when when Wetterhahn died in '96. Um, or 97, I suppose, they didn't know that it was so dangerous. Because oh. that's the thing. You don't know, like, it, it was a relatively, it was part of a new class of compounds. It was actually part of the kind of compounds that I worked for, metal organic uh, compounds. Oh, right? Yeah. So these things, we don't know how they operate in the body because no one's ever made them before, right? Um, so currently, it, it's not used for almost anything. <laughs> it has, like, no... Uh, it has no uses practically because it's so dangerous, right? And the thing is that it's not only dangerous as like a liquid, it vaporizes so readily in air that it's like, it's not even worth it to have it anywhere near you, right? Oh and so this is from, again, this is from the first, the second line from um, Wikipedia on it. Dimethylmercury is described as having a slightly sweet smell. Although inhaling enough vapor to detect its odor would be hazardous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit, it would be hazardous. It would kill you. So, but it smells uh, so, so good. So there's something about that, like, there's something about the idea that you could get a chemical on your glove or, like, you could be kind of like what Dave was saying about infestations. Like, yeah. you could have this thing get into your body and you would get sick without knowing what the hell caused it. Or even uh, if you right? have taken the precautions is what yeah. it Yeah, like. exactly. Exactly, yeah. Like, there's the only way to be safe from dimethylmercury is, is to, to not, not use it. Yeah, is to get away from it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's to not have it near you. Let me ask it's you this. to not be in your industry at all. <laughs> how? Well, the thing, we don't use it. Yeah, so continue. Go ahead. How, how easy is it to come by or make? It's, um, it is, that's actually a really good question. Asking it's, for a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, um, the, well, the interesting thing is it's, it's so it's original synthesis paper is still out there. It would not be hard to synthesize in a lab in the sense that you could do it. If you could get a, your hand on some mercury, Uh-huh. but mercury, the thing is, if you synthesize it, you will die. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, you would need, so in the lab we have, like, I'm, I'm kind of being, I'm kind of being a little bit overdramatic here. Like we had chemicals in our lab that were the same toxicity level as dimethylmercury, right? Where uh, contact with the skin would kill you um, within a week, right? Um, for us, it was an organic compound that thankfully uh, I only had to use like a couple times. But the, the way the precautions that you take with those are you use them only in a hood, which a hood, a chemical hood for those that don't know is like, you know on The Simpsons when he uses that glove, like the mm -hmm. box with the gloves in it? That's mm -hmm. called a glove box. That's it's similar to what a hood is, except a hood doesn't have holes for your arms. It's like a, a sash that kind of comes down. Yeah. So you can mm -hmm. work with all the gases are going up. But, like, for that compound and the one that we used, you have to use a glove box. It has to be, like, it pumps the gas out and it goes through a, a bunch of filters to make sure nothing comes out. And, like, you know, there's no way your hands can contact it. 
um, sensibly because it's non-porous uh, rubber. It's non-porous gloves, right? Yeah. But yeah, but it's pretty scary. And like, there are other chemicals like that that are fucking terrifying. Like, um, there's I don't know if you guys know what um, I want to make sure it's the right chemical I'm thinking of. Methanol. Uh, methanol when it burns. Do you guys know what color it is? It's blue, oh, right? I'm gonna say green. Methanol burns invisible. Oh, nobody. Trick question. It was a trick question. Deadly it has an trick question. It, it has an invisible flame. So um, there's actually a really famous video online of a of a like an indie car race. I think it was indie car. I'm not super good on car racing stuff, so I'm not sure. But whatever, it's a car race. There are cars there. It's car adjacent, and. Um, you see these these people in the pit, like, they all of a sudden start, like, uh, rubbing their hands on themselves and looking like something's wrong. And it turned out that there was a, um, it turned out that there was a methanol fire and you mm. couldn't see it. Yikes. And it's oh actually God. another, it's another thing, like, in, um, in chemical plants, they say when there's a, when you're working with methanol and there's a fire and you don't know what's, you, you like, you can't see it. So the only way to be sure of where you're going is if you, like, you basically have to just get to the ground as far as you can and crawl the whole time. <sighs> because the methanol flame, you can't see it, but it's um, it's probably up in the air. Hmm. Away from you, because it's, it's less dense than air is. Oh so that's scary. Dude, that's Man. terrifying. <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you guys so bad. I, it's pretty I, scary. Yeah, the the fabric of of everything that that uh, matter is built upon. Yeah, that's pretty scary when you mess with that. I guess yeah. it is. Pre- it can. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking scary. <laughs> so my other thing that's less scary is uh, doppelgangers. Oh sure. Which my uh, Katie, my wife thinks is a stupid fear. <laughs> she has never been chased by oh. a doppelganger in her dreams as I have. Mm. So. I used to have this dream when I was a kid that, so my house, um, my house, like a lot of houses in Staten Island were, um, built with, by people with really terrible taste. Um, but also like my house, you come in, you walk into my mom's house and there is, I'm not even kidding. There is a, a ginormous, the whole wall is mirror on the right hand side. Hmm. Is, is it a split level ranch? It is split. It's not a ranch. Oh, it's a. It's okay. it's a du- It's like a dual house. Like mm-hmm. so, we have our, our house is like connected to our neighbor's house directly by a wall. Duplex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duplex. So duplex. Yeah, it's a duplex. Okay, fine. So, anyways, uh, I used to have this nightmare when I was a kid because our house, the way that it's set up with the heating, there's like a hot water heater in the basement, and so as that goes up through the pipes, it makes like a knocking sound on the wall. Oh yeah. Right. Sure. And when I was a kid, I didn't know what that knocking was. Like, I had no idea. And I, for some weird little kid reason, had convinced myself that no one else in the house was hearing it because no one ever talked about it. Oh. Right? <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't talk about the noise the wind makes going through the trees unless you're, like, trying to be, you know, gothic and spooky. <laughs> right? <laughs> unless you're, like, in high school with uh, black eyeliner on and whatever. Um <laughs> like like little Chris was, so no, I never I never wore eyeliner, but I did wear a trench coat. Anyways, so yeah, so like I thought that this banging noise was like no one else heard it, and I was like, it's got to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so when I would when I would sleep at nighttime, I would hear the knocking or the the bumping on the wall, and then the whispers. I, so I never was the thing. I never it, it was never anything more than just the knocking on the wall, right? But so I um, mm-hmm. but so I misinterpreted it in in a way that it was knocking, and as I was sleeping, I had a dream where. My neighbor, my next door neighbor, Joe, who is an absolute great guy, total sweetheart, always been really nice to me and my family my whole life. Mm-hmm. Also a ghost, um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> he would also a ghost. So he would, uh, he would knock. He, he was in my dream. It was not Joe. It was a, a doppelganger looking like Joe who always smiled at me with this big, like, toothy grin. And he would just be outside like, oh, I'm not doing anything weird, Chris. I'm just fixing your, your house. <laughs> and he'd just be like knocking on it with a hammer. Oh, yeah. And it was like clearly that this, this doppelganger Joe was trying to look at me through the window and get to me through the window. Oh. Dude. But in my dreams, it was like, you know, oh, God, it was so scary. And so and then I and then I then those dreams kind of progressed where it was like you'd go down to the kitchen and my mom would be cooking and then I'd hear from upstairs, I'd hear like, you know, Chris. And I'd be like, oh, you're not my mom. And then she'd look at me and like her eyes wouldn't have any pupils. Oh, yeah. you know? They'd be like, ah, right. And, uh, and my mom definitely has pupils. I can guarantee that. So, yeah. So like all these dreams, whatever. And so when, when Katie, like we were talking, I forget when we were talking about like our fears or whatever. And she was like, like, I think we saw that stupid thing on Reddit or on whatever, some website where it was like the grinning man copy pasta. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, and so I saw that picture, and I was like, oh, "I've had th- I've had dreams like that, right?" And you know, Katie was like, "Well, you know, tell me about them." And I told her, and she was like, "Those are stupid and lame. They're not scary." <laughs> so, a rough lifestyle for me. But yeah, doppelgangers, hmm. terrifying. I don't care what anyone says. So, what do you think? Those are my fears. What do you <laughs> in in your dreams? What uh, actually were doppelgangers? Were they aliens, or were they like? underground reptilians that have come to the surface to take over everyone or like when i was a kid like when i was a kid i was really afraid of demons oh like that was that was like one of my big like because when i was a kid um i've said this before too my my family was like kind of my my family was like trying to be religious Mm -hmm. i think just so i would get the gifts from my relatives when i got confirmed (laughs) You know, good racket. Um, like nice there racket. Was, there was a, yeah, there was a lot of communion money involved, so it was like you're gonna go to church every fucking weekend, right? So, um, so, like, but when I was little, like when I was really, I'd say until like maybe the age of ten, I really believed all that stuff, right? And so, um, yeah, like I was really afraid that like a demon was, I like I, you know, again the same idea, like you could you could screw up and a demon would possess you, mm. you know, it would yeah. it would have nothing to like. You would, you know, you would think like, man, Jesus is looking pretty stupid today. And be like, damn, possess. <laughs> Boom. Like, Got him. Finally. The door's Shazam. open. <laughs> right. Come yeah. on, boys. Shazam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the door is it's open. All it's all gravy happening. from here, boys. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. So it was pretty, yeah. So it's like, and so a lot of a lot of my fears have still had the same uh, notion, right? So like you talked about, Dave, uh, house fires, right? Sure. I have, I, I, I will never forget this dream. I had a dream, so I always have this recurring dream where, I, so I, a lot of these dreams I know have to do with my anxiety, or like I know that that's what they're, I know that's what they're linked to, so it's like, so I actually call them like anxiety dreams, right? Like, um, 
And I'm sure other people call them that too. I'm sure other people with my same like anxiety things, whatever, have these same symptoms. I'm not like, you know, I made up, I made up the word anxiety dreams, <laughs> but, um, but one recurring one is like a fire is starting or I know it's going to start, but I don't, I either don't choose to stop it or I can't. Hmm. So one is like in the basement of my house again, there's a pilot light on that water heater. And so the dream would be, I know that there's something flammable next to that pilot light, but I keep being like, no, it's not, there's not going to be a fire. Nothing's going to happen. But like in my dream, I'm like in one room being like, nothing's wrong here. And then it cuts to the basement where it's a raging fire. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. In, in, yeah. in one of those dreams though, it's a very topical the dream, reason, by the way, is a very topical dream in the basement. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to stop the dumpster fire, but I'm like, it's all fine. Everything's fine. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep pretending like I'm a normal senator, and I don't have a fucking responsibility to be ethical to the people of America. So, I, uh, I, I'm like, I'm. That's our. That's our political uh, joke for the show. Uh, we're sorry for those that we've offended, which we always seem to do. So, I'm scared of offending people. No. <laughs> no. So. So the okay, so the dream. There's a fire in the basement, and I'm like, nothing's happening here. I'm upstairs playing Xbox or whatever, and then I decide to go downstairs to try to stop it, and I have like, I have a hose or like a fire extinguisher, but I can't shoot it at the fire or like I keep missing or something. <laughs> and Hank Hill and Bobby Hill from King of the Hill are in the basement as cartoons behind me, being like, "Put it out, Chris!" <laughs> Damn it, Chris! <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I can't, Bobby? I can't. He's like, Help him. oh, that boy ain't right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm getting, I'm well, I think, our, anxious, I think our time for this session is up, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to put you down for an extra, I think an extra visit tomorrow. No. My other, my <laughs> other greatest fear, therapist costs. <laughs> Too high. No, Too that's... damn high. Dude, my anxiety yeah. level's gone up. I think I'm going to need, I'm going to need a little drink after this. <laughs> take a little drinky poo. Hey, this is bad. This. this is bad. Well, all right, guys. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of the Mad Scientist Roundtable. As we laid I on your we... couch. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, as we basically bared our souls. I hope it didn't scare you too badly. Um, I know I'm scared, though, so, you know, well, it's it, pretty. Tis the season. Tis the season to get scared up. Very true. Scared up, motherfuckers. Scared, scared up. up. I have to thank. I got to thank Dave. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Dave. Yeah, that was fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, again, listen to Blurry Photos. It's awesome. It's a great show. One of the best out there. Uh, one of the best shows on Dark Myths. Go check them out. <laughs> and listeners, we have a special musical outro this week. Again, it's Amazing Transparent Man, one of my favorite punk bands from when I was a kid. So we're going to listen to that one now as well. Dave, anything you want to say about your show? Any upcoming stuff you guys got going on? Oh, let's see. What are we doing? We we just did our well. We just recorded our ghost stories, our annual ghost stories, and uh, so nice. that's coming up soon. Uh, and um, got a lot of got a lot of fun stuff in the cut. So I mean, just jump on board and and try and hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. Nice. All right. Well. Listeners, thank you again so much, and we'll be back in a week with our next episode. 
Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Therapy. Another wasted day, another moment slips away. Spent on video games and this guitar that I play. Now I know it's not just me. You say your favorite song is three. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.